Hello and welcome to the final episode of All The Overs this season. I'm Terry. I'm Owen. I'm Cheese. And this is All The Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. Therefore the best. Therefore the best, by default. Also the worst, by default. But we'll just go with the best. Well, I have to say, I am over the moon. Very excited. We are the champions, yay! How are you feeling, guys? Must be happy. Very happy. You know, always nice to, to come away with a trophy. Yeah, I'm ecstatic. It's um, it's it's brilliant. It's just it's that sort of validation that you know we've been saying all season. We've got the one of the best teams in the country. Um, this is we're living through the glory years of Essex, or one of the glory years of Essex, and it's just it's nice to have that. I know it's not the proper championship, and it's. Well, I think this Bob Willis trophy, Bob Willis trophy, has been competitive cricket. It's been played in a, in a, in a aggressive, hard spirit. So you can't say it's just oh, it's COVID, twenty twenty. It doesn't mean anything. It's a, it's a title to be proud of. So. I agree. I, I think I was quite sceptical of this, um, of, of the whole format, as as anyone listening will remember from from early on uh, in the season. Um, I'm very happy to have been proven wrong. Actually, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Um, watching the games um, and seeing um, seeing the responses um, to to the matches, it's it's I'm over the moon. Chizo. Yeah, I think like when we were discussing this right at the start, everyone was sceptical about the format. Everyone was kind of um, sort of concerned how the season would pan out. But as soon as they picked a competition. I think every, every every club took it very seriously and the standard of cricket was good and very happy to have come out on top at the end of it. You know, we really are sort of setting ourselves up to be the dominant red ball cricket team in their country. I know I was wrong about all the outcomes. We're not going to dwell on my predictions. We'll just say Terry Lee was right. I said we were going to win, and we won. So something. We won something. The important one. We won the important one. Okay. I think this for me. This is this was more important. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about um, the match in a second, but obviously, one of the things that people are celebrating this year is the lack of overseas players for most counties, uh, and it's given those um, sort of younger English players a chance to show themselves at first class cricket. I think uh, I saw a stat that. 30, 30 new caps were handed out, or debuts were hand, handed out in county cricket this year. With with Essex, and we've always talked about how brilliant our bowling attack is. In terms of that second overseas place, and I know we've already signed. He's already signed the contract, but is Siddle needed? I know he's a brilliant bowler, and he he's not going to. He's definitely getting the first team. Definitely open the bowling. But with what the Essex squad and our weaknesses is, is another seam bowler what we need. Cheese, you're gonna to have to start with that one. It's a tough one, right? You know, we've been very consistent in praising our our full bowlers and the attack that we've got, and they've shown how good they are. And I, I think they they have established themselves as as the best attack or one of the best attacks um, in the country. But going into next season. If you, if you assume it's all going well and there's actually three competitions 
go ahead having that extra bowler just to take the strain off the game management you know let the players recover it it does bring a benefit yeah that that is true but you got you got the emergence of Walter if we get to get to his performance in a bit but he's he's a coming through as a you know competent red ball bowler but I don't think we've seen that side of him really you've got Aaron Beard backing backing up with the, the seam attack um, I think Tendo's bowling days are over though what we've seen of him has, has been decent so yeah just I think we you know with we've always said that our batting lacks something and that opportunity to bring in a world class batsman into because being the county championships I know Bob Woodish champions sorry and county championship champions you think it'd be a, a, quite an easy sell for a, a red a red ball batsman international batsman um, to come and play a few months of English cricket. Um, but I just I don't know. I, yeah. We definitely add something, you know. Um, and, and as as Chi said, you know, having that extra layer is important. But I think, from what you're saying, Owen, you know, we, we the team has kind of proven its worth, and and we've got what we need um, to to stand up against the other teams that you know. We've, de- we've demonstrated that actually our, our bowling attack is, yeah. is solid enough. But I think we need uh, we could do with either a top quality opener to go with Alice Cook. Yeah, agreed. Or we need that number five batsman, don't we? Number or, f- or both. Yeah. I think, I think we've got... Sorry. Sorry, Chase. I, I, I think you're right. Like, if you're looking to continue to grow and improve, then at the top order, we need... Someone to partner could, but then also someone to you know step into the mantle that he will feel, like or he will create when he he stops in a couple of years. Like you know, he's already said before, you know, he's not going to be doing this for forever. So at some point, that gap he's going to establish. Um, and you're right, you know, a, a five or a six is also needed. But I think a lot can be said about bringing in faces that you know like with Siddle he's been in the team before his um, his character and atmosphere clearly fits with the team and that's great because the other like danger is you know come into the season contract shuffles everything else players will move and go there's always a danger that you bring someone in who you think oh he's going to be the perfect fit you know strong aggressive right hand opener hits his for fun everything else but he, he's a dick in the dressing room the squad harmony goes all over the place. Yeah, that's true. That's one thing they do talk about is the is that harmony in Essex dressing room. Apparently, Siddle loves it. That's why he signed on the contract for Essex that he, he enjoys being around the Essex boys. And apparently, not the other bowlers. Oh, we've got a phone oh, call coming in. We have a phone call coming in. I'll answer it. I'm going to answer it. Oh, I think I've just rejected it. Oh, you just no way. You just I that. have literally just hung up on our. Um, Mystery guest. Our mystery guest. I'm going to ring him back. Here we go. Let's give him a call. How you don't get this on the podcast, do you? No. Right. This is a new phone. This is a new phone. I'm using that as my excuse. I don't actually know. I've never answered a call on it before. You're just too excited. Too excited. For the know it's live. Know, At least you know it's live. <laughs> Hello. Hello. 
Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well as well, thank you. Nobody knows who you are yet. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, now's the time to introduce you. Guys, we are absolutely delighted to welcome to All The Overs Essex podcast, Aaron Beard. How are we doing? We're really well, thank you. We did... Oh, that's good. We, we were very excited when you agreed to come on. Thank you so much. Um, oh, you're very welcome. How are you feeling? Yeah, good. Um, last couple of days, sort of had time to reflect on this very weird season that we've had, and to bring a trophy home back to Chancellor's been a massive plus point for us, and we've worked hard towards it, and it's been a it's been a good year. Well, I think I can speak for all Essex fans when I say congratulations. It was hard fought, but my goodness, what a fantastic outcome! Um, we were we were just talking about the fact that um, at the start of the season we were all a bit questionable about the format and you know the difference between this and 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 the proper championship. But actually, it's been a really exciting ride for for everyone. So you must be buzzing. Yes, definitely. It's um, obviously been a bit shorter. We've had to play good cricket in a short space space amount of time, but we've taken our, our winning mentality and. The experience we've had of from winning trophies in the last sort of five years into the short season and tried to have a formula to win and then that's what we've seemed to have found really nice and hopefully long may that continue. Absolutely and we'll talk more about um, the future uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes time. Um, yeah. we've, we've, got some, we've got some questions for you um, of course um, but there'll be an opportunity for you to ask us anything later on if, if, if you want to that's absolutely fine but um, yeah I've just been shrugged at. I've just dropped that in there. <laughs> but we might we might get to the end of our ten minutes before that happens. So there we go. Um, but so just just in the build up, Aaron. How how confident did you feel, um, sort of at the start of the season, that that we would be lifting the trophy at this point? Um, well, at the start of the season in March, I didn't think we were going to be playing any cricket. But um, after we got the go ahead, we um, we all got together and made up a plan that we're going to give both trophies a good go and obviously one of them didn't go to plan completely but we've, we've learned from that and we're hopefully going to hit the ground running from game one next year and then in the in the Bob Willis trophy we've as I said earlier we've, we've taken our winning mentality and our game plan into it and luckily for us it seems to have worked again this year and we're hopefully that should continue with, with the next couple of years that we, we're going to play. Absolutely. Um, we're, we're certainly feeling very, very confident. Um, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I wasn't happy with the, with the format um, personally, um, but, and, and I didn't think we'd see any cricket at all. And I thought, you know, we would be on a second lockdown. Um, but actually, what, what's, what's been demonstrated over this season is that, that cricket just trumps everything and just everyone's pulled together and made sure that the, the matches have gone ahead. Um, and that the media coverage has been superb. Um, so the fact that we were able to watch the the, the final, um, you know, with with first class coverage is just incredible. Yeah, I'd like to say from my point of view and from the club that the media side of Essex have been absolutely superb to try and get every person, every member, every fan to watch some cricket, even though it's not in the flesh at Chelmsford. But I'm, I'd like to think, and I've heard that there's been a lot of people tuning into the live streams, and have been following us all the way. And we really, we really respect that, and we really love the support that our members and fans give us. 
Oh, that, I'm sure anyone listening is going to be, all, all tens of our listeners are going to be overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm just joking. We do, we do actually have quite a lot of listeners. Um, oh, but good. no, no, I'm, we're, we're so pleased to have you on here. And it was, it was a, a real pleasure to be able to have a, a player on here. It's something that we've been aspiring to. Um, and, and obviously, you know, um, you may remember back in um, whenever the, the, the last time we met was um, the, the celebration evening down at the club. Um, we had a really good, really good conversation about the the, the future of the club, and uh, um, and when when I knew that it was going to be you that we were able to speak to, I, I was particularly pleased. So so thank you oh, for coming that's good. out. It's been, no, it's anytime, been, anytime. I hold you to that. I've got more questions oh, for you, though. So you, you're not getting off that lightly. Um, oh, okay. That's okay. Just a, just a, a question about um, the transition in terms of the captainship. Um, what's the transition between Wesley Wesley and Tendo been like? Um, you know, has there been a transition? Has it been really seamless? Have you noticed any difference? Um, well, we're very, very lucky in, in, in the terms of that we have Tembo still at the club and he's still performing exceptionally. We, he's such a reliable player for us and to have the likes of him, Tom, Alistair Cook, the more experienced players on our side for youngsters like me coming through is something that I've cherished and I'm never going to forget. But in terms of the captaincy, um, Tembo and Tommy are very similar in, in the way they captain because Tommy's probably been watching Ryan with, with the four, four years that he's done and taking tips and, and obviously to have Tendo by his side still is also a good learning for him and, and Tommy's an exceptional captain just like Tendo. Oh, that, I think that, that's kind of what we were expecting to hear. Um, you know, one of the things that I know Essex prides itself on is that, that really that real strength of leadership and you know from conversations that 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 we've had previously um and from the things that come through on on the media and social media you know it's really clear that you've you've got a very strong unit and you're very well led yeah and especially this year for tommy to have this year as his first year as captaincy to take i'll take my hat off to him after the stuff he's had to deal with with the covid rules and trying to keep us in check within like social distancing and stuff at the hotel He's had so much on his plate, and that was even before the cricket even happened. But um, he's done so well to to bring a trophy back with us for him to to lift at the at Lords. That's wonderful, and I really hope he gets to listen to this as well because that's that's really <laughs> high praise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on then, so we've 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 achieved the Bob Willis Trophy. Um, all things being well, cricket will continue into next season. Um, What's your prediction? Are we going to get the hat trick, the three in a row? Do you think? Cool, that's that's putting us under the pressure. We like. Um, <laughs> no, we'd 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 love to win every trophy that comes our way, but with with saying that, it's it's very hard to try and find a balance between all three trophies. And then if we do even get to play them three trophies, our six ways we give everything a go, and and we're going to try and win all three. But. Um, but we're going to give it a go, so hopefully we'll have at least one, which would be nice. Absolutely, I think um, I think I can speak for again everyone when I say we're all going to be behind you, um, and with any luck, quite close because it would be really great to see some live cricket next year. Uh, fingers crossed, um, things go in in a positive direction with the COVID situation. Yeah, definitely. We'd love to have the fans back down at Chelmsford because they give us such a good buzz um, in such a small small ground. Um, so hopefully, with all things going well, we'll have some good cricket being played and have great support behind us, which we always appreciate. 
Absolutely. Well, we certainly look forward to, to whenever that, that can be. Um, don't worry, you're, you're almost towards the end. Um, well, that's what I'm doing. We've, we've, got, we've got a few goof questions for you. All right. So, nice. Um, I'm going to start with, I'm going to hand over to Cheese. Yeah. Cheese. I'm here. It's your question we're gonna, first. The, we're going to start with the serious stuff first. Right? It's hard-hitting journalism from you know my bedroom at its finest. <laughs> Who takes the longest in the shower? Longest in the shower? I'm actually going to give that to myself. That's my favourite part of the end of the game. We always go into the shower, have a chat and enjoy our shower because we, we most, mostly need it after a long day in the field. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Not dropping anyone else in it there. Taking <laughs> no, one for the yet. team. OK, um, Owen's got a question for you. Yeah, I'm not sure if you would answer this one or not. So when it comes to players' retirement, in the yeah. current squad, who's most likely to let themselves go after retirement? Let themselves go in terms of fitness. Uh, well, luckily, our our squad done our fitness session yesterday, and the scores were extremely high. So there's been some good competitive running at the moment. So I couldn't actually say anyone that would want to let themselves go. You're still That's training now. Yeah, we had our last day yesterday. Blimey! That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's the rationale behind that? Uh, just because. We do it every year. To, so we have fitness session at the start of the season, then we have it at the end to see if our levels have dropped, if we've maintained them, if we've got better, just just for research and into injury prevention and stuff like that. So just one on fitness, what's over winter, what's expected of you guys to maintain? Um, well, in terms of this year, it's going to be a bit challenging because I don't think we're going to be allowed much in the indoor schools and in other places that we normally use during the winter. So I think it's going to be pretty similar to, to lockdown in terms of we try and keep ourselves as fit as we can without using facilities that might enhance COVID spreading. So things like home gyms, running at home, keeping ourselves fit in, in our own sort of space. Has anyone invested in a net in their back garden yet? <laughs> I actually bought like a, um, a baseball net that I could bowl and bat into, but I, that didn't last long, so I'm not looking forward to that. That because that, that's Owen's dream, basically. <laughs> I think there's going to be many people's dreams. That is, <laughs> you just get things. Are, it's getting a garden long enough. You forget about the run up, don't you? It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yours is really long. Yeah, it, it's it, it's when I was nineteen. I'm not even though I bowl at forty miles an hour, I still keep that long run up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you look good as well. Keep that up. It, it scares the bowler before <laughs> I actually bowl it, then they realise this guy's crap. But yeah. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> <laughs> we won't comment any further on that, Aaron. <laughs> it's best one. for all parties. <laughs> okay, um, I've got a question for you. Um, yeah. Right. Would you rather ask to borrow someone else's box Probably. or, yeah. or realise and have to walk out knowing that you've put your Chelmsford shirt on instead of your Essex shirt in a Sky televised game? Oh, blimey, you've put me under pressure there. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say, safer than sorry, I'm going to have to make sure I'm safe when I'm out there. Because I, <laughs> I don't want to be wearing the Chelmsford shirt in vain of my six shirt. So I'm going to have to go with the box. <laughs> <laughs> Some things you just got to look after, right? Exactly right. 
<laughs> absolutely Aaron it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on all the overs thank you so very much um oh, you're very welcome and we wish you all the best for um the, re the remaining time between now and next season keep safe keep well um and stay in touch will do definitely and f thank you for having me on oh you're welcome anytime and we will hold you to it <laughs> of course you can <laughs> i look forward to it so will we take care Aaron. take care all the best you too bye bye, bye. What a lovely guy. Is it, I told you he was lovely, didn't I? Delightful. What'd you say, Cheese? I said it's delightful. It was really fun having it Yeah. I, I wish you could, like, bottle feelings. Like, my cheeks are, like, aching because I'm smiling so much. I think we've... They always talk about the dressing room camaraderie because it must be they're all nice people. I've I've only ever I've never met Aaron. I've I've only met Nick Brown once and happened to be in a pub and I was drunk enough to say hello, you know. But they all seem really nice, approachable people. So I think that's what the Essex, that Essex way is is just being a just are really good chaps. It seems like club cricket that men that that spit that 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 bond and togetherness you get at like club cricket where you're all mates and you go to the pub afterwards. Mm. But on a obviously but at a much higher. But they haven't they haven't lost that. I think a lot of Professionalism. That's why you know I work in a profession where people do it on an amateur level, and they move into professional. And you have to have a word with them saying it's not that anymore. You have to up your game, and think, things that the fun is lost from that. But it seems that these guys have kept that fun of cricket whilst playing at the the second highest level that English player can. The test matches them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think I think it's. I think it's quite clear that, you know, in terms of... Aaron's represented the club really, really well there. Um, and what the, the ongoing theme is, it's, it's hard work, belief, support and good leadership. I'm sure you'd agree. So, the final. Cheese, I'm going to start with you. What, do you, what, what are your thoughts in terms of how that final panned out in the end, let's unpick some of it. I thought we panned out exactly how you would expect to pan out with the rules the way that they were. And for the, all the like neutrals who were kind of lamenting the, the slow finish, it's just like, no one's going to play to lose. They're always going to play to win. But I just thought, game management-wise, it was spot on did exactly what we needed to do to come home with the trophy and there were just some fantastic performances all around to ensure that it happened also. Absolutely. Well, let, let's pick out some of those key performances that we were really impressed with. Well, the obvious one is Cook, isn't it? Yeah. Not that anyone, anyone was surprised that happened. <laughs> no, one's, no one's surprised. I just, as soon as the game well, started... both Cooks. Yeah, true. But as soon as the game started, I just had a flashback to Alistair's last test match. You know, all that pressure on him. He was he had announced his retirement, big send off. And what is he going to do? Score in the best, one of the best innings he's ever played. I just had the feeling he's got he's the reason he's one of the best test test match and best batsmen ever is he, he can just do that. And that's exactly what he did. And this is what we needed. We needed someone to score one fifty and the rest of the team to get around him and, and get get the other other hundred fifty runs required. And that's exactly what we did. It was. Yeah, but, but Jesus is right though. The um, Sam as well, brilliant. 
Sam and Porter. For sure. Um, I mean, I, I've always liked Sam Cook as as a player, but I think he really kind of showed his mettle. I tell you who really impressed me actually, surprisingly, was how well Walter bowled. I thought he deserved more overs than he got. I, I thought his the his bowling was um, was top notch in that first innings. I really like sort of uh, lining length. He had that because of his height, that lovely bounce coming through made him very hard to play. Um, I thought he the role he did in the holding a few overs to give um, the other bowlers a rest or to help change ends was incredible. I thought he'd actually he deserved more than. I don't say that. They made, they made a wrong choice for not bowling him more, but you just think... It yeah. would have been nice to see him yeah, so you, bowl more. It's like, you know, it was going to be club cricket, isn't it? When someone bowls a good over, you go, hey, hey have another one, you know, yes, as a reward. Obviously, you don't do that professional level. It's a much, there's much more, more tactics involved. But you just see that, that it just seems if, if he was playing at a less important game, you'll go have, a, have, another, have another spell. You did, you've, you've earned it. Um, so. What would you say there, Cheese? Yeah, I, I think he um, he definitely gave a great um, great account of himself with the ball in that in that first innings. Like I was following it live, and there was there was a stat or something that um, Porter and Cook had bowled something like forty of the first fifty overs um, as a pair. And admittedly, like you know, we made a strong start and skizzled them to you know fairly respectable score. But when we weren't um, getting Byram out or it seems as though Byram had, had found his rhythm and, and measured up our boulders having someone like Walter come on for those extra couple of overs just to offer something a bit different could have been a great mix up yeah I think that's one of the, the benefits of being actually in September, a game in September which you'll know that any game played this time of year is going to be ravaged by by rain and wind and all sorts. Because it's, it's it's you know it's England, isn't it? It's not a, we have very short summers compared to the rest of the world, or the rest of the cricketing world. So. But he had that because the the large pitch is generally a batsman's pitch with the slope then aiding the bowlers. But then you had the cloud cover and the wind, so you had these balls that were swinging, but then at the same time not really moving off the seam much. I thought it was quite a must have been a really strange way to. To um to play because you've got what balls you'd seem are in in uh, the bowler's favour, but then at the same time it's not having that erratic move off the seam that you get that you would get off a of a bowler friendly wicket. So it's a it's because a batsman friendly wicket yet with with bowling friendly conditions. So you've got you are getting batsmen who cue straight into that, like your Byrams, your Cooks, and just get and and um yeah they get big scores, and then also the other ones who who didn't. So, yeah, I thought, I thought this was a, in terms of a you know, crystal cricketing purist element, it was quite an interesting spectacle to watch in that regard. You don't, you don't often get to watch that, given that the game's only over by, you know, a few weeks ago. Well, I mean, the, ch- the conditions, I mean, they were challenging. I mean, those, the, poor, the poor guys look, looked like they were freezing. Um, you know, they were out there for, what, seven hours on Sunday? You know, that, that's... that's that's a long time um, to be blasted by wind whilst keeping up a, a really solid performance. Um, you know, hats off to them. Very, very impressive stuff. Yeah, I, I just I saw Essex play brilliantly. They, you know, Aaron was saying just then about that, that winning formula 
Yeah. Half tempted to interrupt and ask what that was, but I imagine he wouldn't be able to tell us <laughs> on a publicly available podcast. But <laughs> it just seemed that whatever that is, it that was the game plan they went to. It worked. On, and it worked. They just go, here's how, here is how... You know, about a year ago, we were talking about, like, we were comparing like, Alex Ferguson's, like, here's how to win a Premier League. Yeah. It, this seems to be like, they've got together and gone, this is how, with the conditions and the rules that apply for this particular match, this is how to win it. They've gone with that plan and it has paid off. And Somerset can say whatever they want on their official channel about how they, they think they're a better team and that it was, uh, we were just, they were just victims of circumstance. It wasn't. Essex knew the rules. They played exactly to how the rules should be played. And then they had a, a, the perfect strategy for, to, to win the trophy. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you win that game. Like last season, it doesn't matter if you win that last game. We had to draw to win the championship. Get the draw. This one, we had to draw to ensure, ensure the draw is in our favour. And then you win the trophy. And that's exactly what happened. And it's, it is, cricket is a tactical game. And that's exactly what Essex did. Hats off to them. Hats off to everybody, the management, the captains, the senior players. They all worked it out and it was brilliant to watch. Yeah. It was a masterclass in how to win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cheese, were there any other highlights that you wanted to pick out there that you were really impressed with? Well, I think, I think following on from that, it, it, it's singing out sort of Wesley in the first innings. You know, I've been a bit critical of his batting this season and you know we've talked at times maybe the captaincy was was weighing down some of the form but he stood up he did what he needed to do partner Cook while Cook's you know ticking along quite nicely gets a lovely little 50 and ensure that the game plan that they've put together comes off no absolutely Um, you know I, I think in terms of in terms of that I've just come back keep coming back to that strong leadership you know, it's having it's having everyone singing from that that same hymn sheet. Everyone knowing exactly what what the game plan is and sticking to it. Um, and and I can only imagine the kind of conversations they were having in the dressing room. You know, keeping keeping that level of focus. Just amazing. What I find amazing, we've got and this is in, if you people listening, especially if you, any of you are in uh, senior senior management teams, listening, where you've got people who are vying for the CEO or whatever job, right? You've got four properly senior players in that team. You've got Alistair Cook, former captain of England. You've got Tender Scarter, captain until a few months ago. You've got Wesley, the current captain, and Harmer is the white ball captain. Yet all of them work to get work together and get to achieve what the team needs to achieve. And there's no one like Oh, I'm in charge, and this, 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 this is you know. You should listen to my way because I know best. It doesn't seem to come across that way, and from the way that Aaron just spoke just then, and the way you see to, to see the team bond together, it just seems that 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 is that is incredible. If you actually think about it, just think mm-hmm. how many of our workplaces have you have petty squabbles between people where they're trying to get one up on another person because they care about their career and their, or in this game they care about their stats. The fact that everyone's put that aside and gone, no, we work as one unit. We're going to achieve this this goal is 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 very special and whoever kicked that off I've heard like different reports it was Ronnie Arani coming in it was um, Chris Silverwood that harnessed all that is is whoever whoever's done it is 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 amazing. Well, we t- we talk at the moment. I mean, because we're talking about leadership and management and and things like this at the moment. I'm you know in a situation where I'm trying to garner a culture, um, and I think that that's what they've got there. They've got a real 
culture of humility and togetherness and hard work and it is that's a winning combination quite clearly um you know there's a harmony going on there isn't there I'm just amazed the fact they've won the championship and they go back in for bleep testing <laughs> you wouldn't catch me doing that at, at all or at the end of the season I'll be too busy going do you know who I am at pubs <laughs> trophy in hand <laughs> <laughs> with a straw sticking out of it <laughs> no you would just carry it around everywhere wouldn't you to be fair no all hats off to them they're, they're, what they've achieved is 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 incredible and I think given the circumstances as well they these circumstances are tough in anyone's book just just getting through the last few months has been difficult let alone and achieving the Bobbley's Trophy. I was saying that Aaron alluded to earlier. I didn't even think of this until he mentioned hotels. So my oh. my job, I travel a lot. I, I'm in three normal, obviously not anymore. I'm stuck in an office, but normally I have three, four nights a week in a hotel. I don't know about you guys when you have to do work, traveling for work, but staying in a hotel is boring, right? It's miserable. And I I go, I go out. I go for walks. I try and see the place I'm visiting. I try and go for you know go for a meal somewhere just to get out of the of a small little box room we forget that when they've won these away games they've been especially at Arundel when it's raining they're stuck in a small room because they're not allowed to leave because of the Covid rules they go out to a hotel they can't they can't walk around the, they can't walk around Arundel they can't visit places they have to stay in the hotel room it's, it's mentally challenging I know it's the same for both teams but to perform at that level with the, all the stuff that's going on around them yeah brilliant guys Oh, we're definitely feeling the love right now, aren't we? Feeling fuzzy. Jeez, did you have anything else you want to say about the match or are we just going to round the analysis of the final off with that little flourish? No, I think, I think we've covered everything that we need to cover. From a match, fantastic match play. And from a culture, it definitely feels like there's an ingrained winning mentality to this team now you know I think they genuinely turn up every week thinking we're going to win yeah can we talk about the one negative or perceived negative perceived negative I think we have to couch it in, in those terms so cheese you on the group chat you brought this up are we talking about the the beer incident yeah yeah which we didn't mention earlier that that is It's um, it's a bit upsetting, you know. But I th- I'll leave you to comment on it a bit more because certainly within your work you experience kind of those things. But I was going to say like there is some sort of positive in that the speed at which you know Tom's come out and issued a statement, the club's come out and issued a statement. It that is promising, like you know, considering how many um people within us the, the squad come from like a, a BMA, BME BAME uh, background the club clearly recognised the importance and the severity of the incident and have made their feelings clear on it yeah I am um, yeah so um, as Cheese mentioned I I actually delivered the training there going to put the the, the uh, players through and um, I know some of the media guys listen to this and I I will put this out there. I am willing to waive my £700 fee 
and I'll deliver the train for free if you want it, save you the money. Um, I've got glowing reviews, get involved with the content. If, you want, if you're really serious about it, message us privately and I'll, I'll um, sort you out and I'll waive, the, I'll waive all the fees for it. But, because I care about the club and I've hired financial times and I'll make sure you get, you get high quality training for free. So as she said, I see this a lot. I thought the way they dealt with it was perfectly balanced. It was, I th think it was an incident which was, um, a, yeah, to go into work mode, it was that whole thing of we all treat each other's, uh, there's a narrative that we all, everyone's the same, everyone treat equal, equal. And that's exactly what happened is that someone's gone, oh, I'm just trying to include my teammate in the, in the joy. And the way I do that is by having a beer and then spraying it around the place and forgetting the fact that actually one of my teammates is, will find it very uncomfortable being sprayed with, sprayed with beer. But the fact that as soon as it was, as soon as it happened, the club went, we apologise, not part of our values, and we're going to sort it out. It's exactly the right response. It's a, it's a balanced response. I'm not going to mention that we shouldn't mention the player did it because I don't, I don't think it's, no, that's, no, that's helpful. No, no, it's not. Um, but I think the, the way they've come across saying that we acknowledge it's, it's a massive error. I think it was just it was just a spare of the moment thing, and I imagine the the player who did it is is mortified that they've upset one of their teammates. Mm. Um, but it's it's brilliant. Also, I think on our, I retweeted on our this because Sky Sports broke it. Sky for some reason Sky Sports Sky Sports broke the news before the ethics statement came out. Yeah, well, as far as I was aware, maybe of my timeline just a bit funny because Twitter does it sometimes, and I retweeted it. And we have a, I could see the timeline on our Twitter. Obviously, people aren't always talking about cricket. They talk about all sorts of things that I mean, you, when you log on. And there's a huge variety on our, of our listeners of the all political backgrounds. You've got people who are very left-wing, very right-wing, and all the things in between, right? The positive response of, of, from what Essex have done is, is incredible. It, the people have really backed the club. The fact that Asar Zaidi came out and said... When I was in the club, it was uh, a very welcoming, open atmosphere, respected my religion, and that this is just a, and the club's done the right thing. I think hats, massive hats off for Essex. This has been, from what was a, I think an innocent mistake, uh, the club yeah. have done I don't it. think anyone would dispute that. They haven't just brushed under the carpet. They haven't, they haven't gone over the top either by reprimanding the player, hopefully. Um, they've done a very measured and brilliant response, so... I think that's reflective of just coming back to culture. It's reflective of the culture that, that the club have fostered. It is one of um, acceptance and um, balance and understanding, um, you know, and taking things, you know, at, at their merit. Um, I would agree. I think the response has been spot on. Can't fault Essex for that at all. Um, you know, and I think that that for me just confirms why I'm an Essex supporter. You know, not just for the cricket, but you know the values that they uphold. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Cheese? We rounded that off. I think that's that's, that's the perfect perfect ending, Terry. In which case, it saddens me that I'm not going to see or speak to you guys about Essex cricket. For a formal podcast well, for quite some time. Oh, the sad part is just during all this quasi lockdown we're under. It's like, 
We've done all this. It's a chance I get to see you every two weeks. I get to speak to you guys. Whereas I don't, normally we'd be, we'd, like, we'd be socialising on the weekends and stuff, but that's all been taken away from us. So I'm going to miss this. Yeah, I'm going to miss it too. I'm going to miss you guys. But you know, there's always next season. So let's hope this uh, COVID just does one. Well, here we go. The last thing we do. Um, so assuming everything goes back to normal and they have the MCC versus the Candy Championship, Candy Champions uh, game abroad somewhere. Each of us, however we, we guess, which country they're going to hold it in. So it was obviously, it was, when we first won it, it was the West Indies. It was meant to be Sri Lanka this year. Which, which country do you think MCC are going to choose to host that game? I think they'll do Sri Lanka again. Okay. Because we missed out. I'm feeling South Africa. Ooh. Ooh. Or Cape Town. Yeah. That's a holiday wouldn't happen. Um, <gasps> Podcasting from Cape Town. <gasps> uh, I'm going to go, I, I, I think I agree with Terry that they will go because Sri Lanka's needs the tourism mm. and they missed out on the S- England, England tour. The SEs game, obviously, you know, only 100 of us are going to go for that. But the England tour they missed out on, they probably feel obliged to go back. But I have a massive feeling that MCC have a huge spot, soft spot for Barbados and we'll be going back to Bridgetown, <laughs> which I'm not going to complain about and I'll be on that plane. It's all right for some, as long as it's uh, not during term time. Yeah, we don't teach them to. <sighs> back to that again. Cheese and I will be in Bridgetown. So we'll be loving life. You'll be loving life and there'll be oh. me, poor little me, dialing in in the, uh, you know, in the rain and the wind of, you know, spring England. But what a better place than the uh, Kensington Oval for our Cheese and Eyes debut at the commentating thing. Well, you guys better start, you know, making some inquiries about how you're going to make that happen. So get your skates on. And on that note, everyone who has listened and supported us and interacted with us on Twitter, thank you so much. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, we will look forward to speaking to you, talking to you, hearing from you. Um, reporting back on all things Essex cricket got excited there sorry next season so it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me and goodbye from me see ya